90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Well, look at that. We're back again. How you guys doing, Kel, Adam? We're in great shape. Hey. I love that Adam actually, like clockwork, every week puts his arms up like he's crossed the finish line. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, the race has just begun. Exactly. But it's mm. good. It's because Adam's been at work all day, so he's uh, he's ready to wrap it up. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> he's ready to make it stop. Yeah, exactly. Yikes. But uh, we have so much going on this week on the big showgram. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're going to tell you uh, or explain... Break it down for you how TLC will go A and E. <laughs> Good job, Sharon. Good job. Thank you. We'll, we'll use more than just those letters also. Um, <laughs> and we might have too many letters when it comes to uh, pointing the finger. And I'm not pointing the finger at anybody except maybe Marilyn Manson. <laughs> not my job to point a finger, certainly. Um, I, I guess they'll have to let the facts do the talking, but what's being said is uh, not exactly positive. So we'll talk about that uh, situation in a little bit also. We got uh, trivia. Where are we at with trivia, Kel? Um, 18-6, Sharon. 18-6. Ooh. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, our eternal optimist. It's, I love how even though you didn't say I was the one with the uh, six, everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and again, for any new listeners, because I know that we get a lot of new listeners, Adam was born in 1994. So there we are. It's true. Ooh. So it's like I'm beating a baby. Yeah. Actually, Adam's birthday is coming up in like two weeks. Ooh. Uh, two weeks. Yes. I can't wait. I'm not going to do anything because we can't see anyone, <laughs> but it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> well, you're lucky, Adam. This is, and I think we talked about this maybe two shows ago. This is your first COVID birthday. I'm rounding the corner for COVID yeah. birthday number two. So, yep. Same yeah. here. I have uh, some birthday gifts uh, scattered all around the house. <laughs> my, there's a bunch of boxes I'm not allowed to touch because you know my gifts in there and it's not it's not my birthday yet so, mm, so I'm resisting the urge to open a few boxes. It's kind of like boxes? Easter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, quick sidebar: I uh, went into Walmart uh, the other day, and uh, I went to the side of the store that I don't normally go to, especially because everything's been closed. And I realize now things in our neck of the woods are, are open again, but. Um, I went over to like the area where they would normally have like the Christmas chocolate and all that kind of stuff. So Christmas chocolate um, is is thankfully gone, uh, but they have they have a small section for Valentine's Day, and then they've already skipped to Easter. So there's a whole bunch of Easter business, and I'm like, <laughs> we haven't even had Valentine's Day yet. Wow. Well, maybe they're just preparing uh, people just in case we head into another uh, <laughs> lockdown. Get your chocolate. Make sure you've got your stuff. Could be. Could be. Because that's important. I love chocolate, Sharon. I don't uh, blame you. You know what? I just made a, a protein ball the other Did day. You? Not just one. Yeah. <laughs> it made it made eight. <laughs> or one giant one. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, but it's uh, the bulk of it is uh, peanut butter, oats, and syrup. Mm-hmm. Then you and then water, hot water, and then you freeze that for fifteen minutes. And while that's freezing, you make uh, the chocolate coating, which is um, coconut oil, uh, I think more syrup and um, cocoa, mm. like mm. natural cocoa. Nice. You would love it. Where Sounds are those delicious. chocolate chip things that you made for a while? Like there was like a, a good cookie you made a few years ago, and you uh, you gave some to me. So can we, can <laughs> well, they we... must have been good because it's been a few years and you still like to talk I about did, them. I so did. And maybe... I was like, Sharon should make some more of those. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, yeah, I can get back on that. We got okay. a, we got a, a Q 
KitchenAid uh, yeah. mixer this uh, before <laughs> before Christmas. So yeah, it's gotten used. Great. Very, very good. Yes. So I'm ready for another lockdown. <laughs> Where would you like to start? I think that we should start um, with the good news. Well, we'll bookend it because I've got some Weezer fun info for us, too, to talk about. Um, but I think that we should talk about TLC because it's kind of cool that there's another take on this story, which, you know what, I think we've we've seen or... Yeah, we've seen the story before, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, they've done a Behind the Music special, and then VH1 did that series of Behind the Music. So I don't think that there's, um, and I could be wrong, but I don't think that there's much uh, that we don't know about the story, except that perhaps the story that we're going to get is the one that's being told by TLC themselves, or at least uh, T and C. Right. Yeah, they are uh, or they have announced, I guess it was a couple of months ago, and I didn't know because I guess it kind of flew under the radar. But A&E has a new documentary, two hour special, and it's I love it. Biography, semicolon or no, sorry, biography, colon, TLC. (laughs) Catchy. (laughs) So they worked a long time on the title. That's great. (laughs) It's great. That's great. But like, you know, it's going to be serious business because like when you see those A&E biographies, they're always like super well produced and you get totally sucked into them. And so I'm excited. But it's funny, like you mentioned that we are getting another one. But I think that speaks to how compelling their story is. Agreed. And just how cool they are. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're still cool. And when I was reading the news, I was like, you know what? I'm going to check on their Instagram accounts just to see what's what's up with the girls. And I love that, like, uh, Chili, like clockwork, every X amount of time, she always posts, like, some kind of dinner that she's eating. Nice. And <laughs> I have to say, Chili is always healthy. I'm like, girl, can you not just have a dairy milk bar every now and again? Because everything's <laughs> like 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 this kind of rice and quinoa and, like, uh, like a piece of fish. Like, And I'm like... I'm like, yeah. have some chocolate cake. <laughs> so, but she's awesome. And uh, uh, T-Boz, I should say, she does, she's been posting a lot too um, because I think she has some like uh, other interests apart from her music career and, and she's been fully into that and very supportive of her daughter, which by the way, or who by the way, I, I remember when she was a baby, Chase, mm-hmm. and now she's like 20 whatever. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. Time flies. Yeah, love the TLC. What I liked about um, the people that are uh, directing, the team that's putting this thing together uh, or helping uh, the T and the C about the TLC is is what uh, Roger Ross Williams of that duo, Mm -hmm. what he had to say about, uh, he just sounds like he's super into it. The quote that I I liked was that... um, uh, that he's it starts with him being grateful for the opportunity to work with A&E as well as filmmaker Matthew Kay to bring this film to life. He went on to say, we hope this film illuminates the side of this incredible group. And uh, Tion T. Boz Watkins, Lisa Left Eye Lopez and Rosanda Chili Thomas that longtime fans and viewers alike have not seen before. So it'll be really cool. And like you said, it is a compelling story because it is uh, because of the music period. And because these girls started out young in the business and uh, got, you know, blown a lot of punches their way, but bounced back, punched back. And Mm -hmm. what was it? Four number one songs? Oh, yeah. It's like a it's like a hold on. I think I have the the list of that. It's just to get one number one song. There's so many big artists, huge acts that have never reached number one. And they have four. Four Grammy Awards, five MTV VMAs, five Soul Train Awards. Uh, they were inducted into the uh, MTV VMAs in Japan in 2013 for the Legend Award. And then those four songs, which I guess I'm trying to remember the fourth, but I know that it's I think it's it's Creep, Waterfalls, No Scrubs, and Unpretty. Is it Unpretty? Yeah, right, it has to be Unpretty. That's such yeah. a powerful 
message and the video that accompanied it was also very powerful mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and important. You know, yeah. it's powerful to speak to the generation of, of fans that uh, have always followed them. But in such a striking way, I thought that was, you know, important work. And they Very took their, so. I think they took their role seriously. And it was interesting. I was kind of Googling around. And so a bunch of pictures popped up and one in particular popped up of all three of them when they, when Lisa was still alive. And just seeing Lisa, like I immediately like happy and sad all at the same time. Because yeah. I, I loved her so much. She was my favorite member of the group. And then uh, when she passed away, devastated, just like so many other fans, just devastated. And I'm so grateful that, because, you know, as you and I and Adam have talked about before, there's a fair amount of groups where you you know the lead singer, and that's about it. And so if something happens mm -hmm. to that person or, or they choose to leave or whatever, like usually the rest of the group kind of goes away. And mm -hmm. it's interesting that, and I realize this is a girl group, but all three of them have something special so that even though Lisa is gone, it was enough with T-Boz and Chili to keep you coming back for more. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yep. And she was such a strong presence that you would think that that would have been a... And, you know, also when it's only three. Right. When yep. it's just a trio and that's the, the power is there, it's to take out one third of that power is a lot. And I have much respect for T-Boz and Chili for not replacing her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I agree. You I th ready again, for trivia? I, think it'll be I am ready for trivia. Adam, are you? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm never sure, but let's do it. 90s. <laughs> now. Ch -ch -ch trivia. Bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> Bring it on, Kelly. All right. So, um, 18-6 in favor of Sharona. See. And uh, we'll see how we how we do. Um, Expect the unexpected. All right. So I, I feel with this first one, Adam, you you have a chance. Uh, Thank you. But you need to be quick. Uh, uh -oh. <laughs> what subgenre of rock music was made famous in the early '90s by Nirvana, Soundgarden, and Pearl Jam? Adam. Oh, grunge. Adam, my God, it's like Christmas. <laughs> and I beat Sharon to it. What? 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 <laughs> I can't believe it. It's 18-7. This is a banner day. Uh, Sharon, are you all right? Uh, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just give me the point or was I really fast? I was, playing, work? I was playing all Jeopardy because the question wasn't finished and you were like, Adam. So I'm like, good. Grunge. He knows the answer. Good for you, Adam. I'm not feeling I'm not feeling positive about this next one. So uh -oh. we'll, we'll see. All right. So currently 18-7. Um, this is a television question. Which crime drama uh, starred Chris Noth, Jerry Orbach, Sam Waterston, and Benjamin Bratt? Sharon. Go, Sharon. Law and Order. Yeah. Boom. Bung, bung. That started in the 90s. Bung, bung. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you have a clue, Adam? No idea. Okay. Yep. 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 Well, that would have so, been Chris Noth. Would, we would have seen Chris Noth on uh, that show before we would have seen him as Mr. Big on Sex and right. the City. And we know, uh, I don't know if, I haven't had a chance to look at it yet, but I've taped it. He's in the new Queen Latifah show, uh, The Equalizer on CBS. Now, we've talked about The Equalizer, and and it only dawned on me after I saw the commercial for it, even though we had a conversation about it a couple of shows ago. Yeah. Um, is this like a takeover or a takeoff on the original Equalizer with Edward Woodward? Uh, I know that it's a takeoff on the Edward Denzel Washington. Woodward. The, oh. the Denzel Washington film. Oh, okay. Which I believe was 2013, 2014, something like but that. But you remember there was a show called The Equalizer? Uh, maybe. With Edward Woodward? 
I do not remember Edward Which, Woodward. if you say, uh, I think Adam Lee Stokes can attest to this, if you say with a proper accent, it has three woods. Edward Woodward. <laughs> that was excellent, Sharon. Excellent. I, I think he probably just thought some an Englishman just stepped in it was like, our show. It was like um, the Duke of Edinburgh was here. <laughs> Um, so 197197 so you each sw- like kind of swap points in a way so um, onwards the, and upwards in a great way well done adam yep thank you very much back to you <laughs> by the way uh fingers crossed i have a just a quick a backtrack for a second fingers crossed i have a a, a full request in right now to mm. interview chris noth Oh, nice. So so we'll hope that I get a communique, unlike when Lady Miss Keir did not respond. So we'll see. <laughs> Still waiting. But I cannot oh. tell you the amount of hoops that I've had to jump through already for this. So what happened is, just quickly, um, so obviously, unsurprisingly, Kelly is a huge fan of Queen Latifah. So very excited when I found out that she's got this new show. So put in a request for her. Uh, was quickly told that, like, uh, we'll let you know if uh, Queen Latifah's doing, uh, like, you know, interviews. And I was like, no problem, I said. But in the meantime, I said, I'm also a fan of some other um, actors on the show. Uh, I'd like to put in a request for uh, Chris Noth and, and another person. And so uh, it's been, I'm not joking, like, like, at least, and I appreciate that I've at least been getting communiques back and forth, but I've had at least two or, th- no, I, three to four communiques back and forth just trying to like get this to work out with them and i'm like why is it so hard i don't know because uh, you'd think a new show that the network would want to be pumping out interviews to get you know because in in this day and age as we all know like there's so many different platforms that you could be watching content on and as we all know network tv um doesn't carry the oomph that it did no exactly years ago like i mean there's still obviously very many important shows like this is us is on nbc and like you know there's still lots of great shows on network tv but they have so much competition now from netflix and hbo max and apple tv plus and now like and then hulu like the whole list goes on so i'm like and tiktok and tiktok (laughs) so i'm like if you're launching a new show uh you'd think you'd want them to do like if someone's asking uh for like an interview i think i think it it's it's plausible to do it <laughs> I, mean? I would think so especially now and i think maybe uh maybe there was a short window at the beginning of the pandemic where uh you know we were itching to get back to to doing whatever kind of work was normal to us yep. that at least in the entertainment business maybe they were like yeah i'll do a video chat what's the big deal and yep. now it's so commonplace and so required that mm-hmm. it's worked. So maybe they've dialed back their enthusiasm about doing those things. Maybe. But anyways, I'm hopeful and fingers crossed. Uh, and I have to say that the PR person has been has been very great. And I really appreciate that she's uh, like responded to me. Because funny enough, like I sent the request to Los Angeles. Like that's the, the, you know, I sent it to CBS Los Angeles. And I actually got responded back to by their Canadian counterpart. Nice. Uh, which is another company. So I was like, and it was out of the blue. It was like, yes, we've received your request for Queen Latifah. And I was like, what is happening here? And then, <laughs> but she seemed really cool in the in the in that first email back. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to get Chris Noth um, and see if it works out. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. Cool. Well, if anybody should get it, it's you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. True story. Uh, we got to go into the dark section of the show. Right. <laughs> Which dark is, clouds, uh, Sharon. Dark oh, clouds. Dark cloud and kind of creepy and sort of yep. smug at the same time. But the allegations against Marilyn Manson mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. Uh, are you know what? The, the 
more recent ones are just sort of added to the list of ones that have, have uh, existed for many years. But it's Evan Rachel Wood, former girlfriend, a brief um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fiance. There we go. Uh, who said, quote, I'm here to expose this dangerous man and call out the many industries that have enabled him before he ruins any more lives. I stand with the many victims who will no longer be silent, end quote. And of course, he is denying the allegations of um, any wrongdoing via Instagram, going on to say things like my art and my life have you know, long been magnets for controversy. The recent claims about me are horrible distortions of reality. One, The thing that got me most was how it this quote ended, which was that my intimate relationships have always been entirely consensual with like-minded partners, regardless of how and why others are now choosing to misinterpret the past. That is the truth. So it's that sort of smug, forthright, this is the truth when, you know, the word my should be in brackets, uh, that can sort of sway the perception of what's actually happening. But again, we go back to the long list of uh, allegations, and not just allegations, but things that were settled, settled out of court, uh, where he was found guilty, fined for whatever. They're sort of disturbing things because I guess he's, his, like he said, his um, like-minded partners. So that, I don't know, it, it bugs me. Just he's got a, a seemingly a pattern, in my opinion, and I'm only going on what I I read. He's uh, I don't know him. It's uh, just my opinion, but it's sketch in my opinion. Did you ever play um, his music on on your station, your rock station? Uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah he would get played. Marilyn Manson would get played, or the group whatever would get played in um, in the evening time. We have a '90s at nine show. Mm-hmm. So that would fit, but okay. not as a rule. It's not like you're going to hear Marilyn Manson, you know, mixed in with our Led Zeppelin yeah. stuff and, you right. know. Yeah. And, and Adam, no discredit you... to the music. The music is is one thing. I think his persona yeah. is completely uh, questionable, in my opinion. Adam, do you play it on your station? The same answer as Sharon. Like okay. once in a while when okay. whatever. There was big, you know, like they when he when they covered the Eurythmics hit and they did Dope Show. Yeah. It's so, it's so striking and uh, nervy, and it it hits all the the ways that uh, you'd want a rock song to hit. You know, like right. it pushes buttons and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But even the association with Trent Reznor from many years ago, but it was in Marilyn Manson's book, as we read in that article that we all read, was um, you know so many years ago. But even Trent Reznor's quote on what's happening now versus what's happening then because that stuff's coming back back up now because people are looking for information so it's all being dug up again thank you internet (laughs) um (laughs) but trent reznor's quote was that he's been vocal over the years about his dislike of manson as a person cutting ties with him nearly 25 years ago but he went on to say as I said at the time, the passage from Manson's memoir is a complete fabrication. I was infuriated and offended back when it came out and remains so today, which was that they had uh, sexually assaulted a teenage girl. Um, so even that, at, like as I said at the time, it, it, I was infuriated. But it did, he doesn't say that he didn't do it. So, like, it's it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. And so for Marilyn Manson to have preceded that by saying, you know, consensual, all these things have been consensual. I don't know. 
it just it's so weird. There's a lot of weird stuff. And again, he's settled out of court for other things. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the whole uh, the Me Too veil, the fact that there was a movement, a Me Too movement. I think that you know these things happen to people. And they're allowed to have a voice and they're allowed to use their own voice to stand up for themselves. And no matter when it happened, they're allowed to, you know, maybe they were, you know, confused at the time and and thinking they could just sweep it under the rug or whatever. But they're entitled to their own truth. And if a Marilyn Manson can come out and say, nah, it didn't happen, that's his version of the story. But there are, you know, likely three versions of the stories, one for each of the parties and and the truth in the middle. I think it's going to be interesting and disturbing at the same time what we find out about how this will proceed. And I'm blanking right now, and I don't know why, but they're in that story or another story that I read, because I've read like a bunch now about the whole situation, um, a bass player who was with the band for a bit and who is now somebody else's bassist basically mm-hmm. said, and I'm paraphrasing right now, but like that Marilyn Manson is like not great. Well, I think also he he himself talked about, there was a quote in the article about how um, when he and uh, Evan Rachel Wood had broken up originally, how uh, how broken up he was about the whole situation and how he fantasized about what he wrote in a song about uh, killing her like they do in the movies. So, and that in an interview, he went on to say that he, you know, fantasized about, you know, smashing her head in with a sledgehammer. Like that's... I don't know that you're supposed to share that stuff. It's one thing to have dark thoughts and but I don't know that a, you know, a media interview is where you share that information to try to normalize it. It's not normal. Mm, yeah. And and my take to you on it is that like why would Evan Rachel Wood who's managed to have a great career like she's I you know like she's she's on this show Westworld and is you know and for all intents and purposes doing great, why would she jeopardize that? For no reason. Well, that's mm-hmm. the interesting thing too, eh? Because that's that's how it could play out. That she is jeopardizing her own career to tell her own truth. Mm-hmm. That's such a weird concept. It, it yep. is like if yep. if it's her truth, it happens. So she's yep. doing it not to better herself. It's certainly not going to help her career, but it likely will clean her emotional slate. Yeah, you know, and now I think, that load. and well, and I also, yeah, and I think now, like you said, now that it's out, there has to be. I think there's probably still some fear in her because it's out, and and we don't know yet what the backlash is going to be. But, um, I think that the fact that she said it, there has to be some sort of weight that's off her shoulders now. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't have to carry that around. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. Now let's bring <laughs> it back up to the lighter side. Yeah, ahead of what will be a fun <laughs> top two. Uh, yes. Weezer have a new album out now. And it needs yeah. some explanation because we have been waiting uh, more than a year and a half, almost two years, mm-hmm. for an album called Van Weezer. And that's not the album that we just got last week. The <laughs> album that we got last week is called OK Human. And it's a little more subdued. It's wonderful. Like what I've heard so far, very good. Um, but this was the one that was all done when they found out that they got booked on the Hella Mega Tour with Green Day and Follow Boy. So Rivers Cuomo describes getting that news as the right news for the wrong moment because they had finished this sort of softer sounding album 
And they're supposed to go on this tour called the Hell Omega Tour with the very non-ballad Green Day and the very non-ballady Fallout Boy. So uh, they're like, okay, well, we just made the worst possible album for that tour. So they went back in and did Van Weezer. So that was, you know, much more guitar heavy uh, along the lines of like the swirling solos of a, an Eddie Van Halen, hence the name Van Weezer. So that we were supposed to get last May. And we were it, that was announced a year before. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wow, cool. Uh, so that was t- obviously to be in conjunction with the tour. And then that COVID happened. <laughs> uh, took away the tour. And they're like, okay, well, we've got this album that we're going to promote with this tour. So what it was. So they put the pause on the tour, on the, um, on the album. <laughs> and so May comes and goes. We've waited a year. We don't get it. We have two songs at least from the album now. And we're going to get it in May. But in the meantime, they thought, and I'm sure they were being bombarded with questions like, what the hell? Why are we waiting two years or whatever for this album? So they they released the one that they had completed. So now we have that with just like, here it is. No wait time. Here you go. And we will still get Van Weezer in May. Whether or not we'll get the Hell Omega Tour, I don't think we're getting that this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bet on uh, 2022. And by bet, I mean cross all my fingers. Yeah. Uh, but until then, we've got new music from uh, Weezer to enjoy until we get the much louder, more guitar-heavy stuff from Van Weezer. So it's a very Weezer 2021. And Adam is thrilled. Indeed, he must be. I love Weezer. You're a big fan? Uh, well, big, well, I won't say big fan, but a pr- pretty, pretty okay, pretty decent fan. Yeah, you know what? They're great. Never seen them live, so I can't wait to, uh, to actually go see them yeah, live. Yeah, that's, yeah, it'll be good. And with Green Day and Fallout Boy, that's Come a- on. I'd love to see that. And I think I remember the Interrupters were on that Bill tour, uh, too. Oh, I like them. Yeah, really sort of grab you by the shirt and get out of the way kind of rockers. So, <laughs> yeah. um, well, we'll keep you posted as to those uh, tour details. But for now, uh, why don't we do a top two from Weezer since we have them on top of mind? Mm-hmm. Should I start? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my top two song, my second favorite song is actually from their uh newest album really uh i just I, I i heard it and i just can't get it out of my head uh, it's called grapes of wrath Ooh. so go listen to it it's on their latest album it's super super good it's uh well you say the album's pretty mellow the song's pretty mellow but it's just mm, it's just so good and uh, my favorite song of all time is say it ain't so nice nice pick thank you very much who's next uh, well, it's time to um, laugh because <laughs> Kelly only has uh, – and it's funny. Adam was so great because before we started um, recording the show, I was like, Adam, I have a problem. And he's like, what? And I said, I uh, I don't know Weezer that well. Like I, I, I know their name. I knew that they were, you know, uh, an important band for a long time. Uh, but I don't like they're not my thing. And so I said, I know one song from them. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> he's like, well, you could you could use this song. And I was like, I could probably use this song. And I even asked him, I'm like, what's a good song? And then I was like, no, I have to be honest. I know Buddy Holly. So nice. we'll go with Buddy Holly. And that's my only song because I really because but I was telling Adam, I think and I'm, and I'm probably generalizing. So I apologize in advance to any Weezer fans uh, because I'm sure I've heard snippets of other songs over the years. Um, there's a certain guitar sound that doesn't sit well with me, mm-hmm. and that is Weezer. So, really? <laughs> yeah. so that's hysterical. Um, yeah, so I think that's probably why I just never dug deep into 
uh, their sound. But but I, I appreciate them. I'm glad that they because they've been around since like what late '90s, Sharon, or even when, like it's been a while, right? Like, oh, or mid '90s, '94. Mid '90s. Okay, so yeah, '94 was their first there we album. Go. So I have all kind of respect that they've been around. Uh, and again, no little snippets of them, but um, they're not they're not my jam. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Fair yeah. indeed. Yep. I'm going to yep. pick Buddy Holly as one of my favorites, one of my top two, mm-hmm. uh, just because it's 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 exactly the guitar sound that I do love. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I think that the video for that song was a, a kind of a makeup of uh, Happy Days, uh-huh. the show from the 70s, early 80s, which mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. like one of my favorite shows. So I love that they did that. Um and my second of my top two would be uh, Back to the Shack, which was... Oh, nice. Yeah, because you know what? Rick Ocasek from The Cars produced their first number of albums. I can't remember the number exactly. Um, and then he got back together with them for Everything Will Be All Right in the End, which I thought was a great album title. And so Rick Ocasek, to get back together with them at that point, just sort of brought that Cars flavor to them. And Back to the Shack is just such a great crunch... Easy to listen to rock song, and I love it. You know what? I, I changed my mind. I'm taking back that Grapes of Wrath out of my top two. I'm I'm putting back to the shack in nice. there. Nice. <laughs> because even in that song, he refers to the guitar strap with the, the lightning strap. Yeah. So it's a yeah. total yeah. callback to their beginnings and all the maybe side steps that, that Rivers Cuomo had taken, you know, exploring other musical arenas. Uh he addresses right within the first three, four lines of that song of, I forgot that disco sucks. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. So it's, uh, that's why I like it. Uh, next week, you'll pick an R&B group, maybe, Sharon? <laughs> we'll see, Kel, but yes. <laughs> Although I, I'd be happy, but I, have we done a top two yet for Green Day? Because I, I do like the Green Day. We did do Green Day. Oh, we did? Oh, okay. we, yeah, we All did right. do it. Um, thanks so for you can pick another. You can pick another. <laughs> thanks for you can pick another. Um, like a rock band that I would uh, know, yeah, <laughs> and, and enjoy. Just commit. Actually, have we done? Uh, I guess we haven't. We haven't done Metallica, have we? Yes, we did Metallica. We have. Yeah, we didn't yeah. do it. We have so many great shows. We didn't do Nirvana. <laughs> I, I think we did Nirvana too. You, you think? I think we did. We did Nirvana. I think so. Hmm. Oh, Actually, well. did we? No. So I don't thanks for listening did. to the podcast, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've run out of artists. <laughs> By the way, I think just before we, you, you wrap up, Sharon, I just want to give a shout out. Um, and I know it's not from the, the 90s, but she's had such an influence on everybody. Uh, Mary Wells of the Supremes. Ah, that was so sad to hear. So much love for her and Diana Ross and um, just everything that they did and, and brought about. So Trailblazers. Yeah, Dream Girls. Yeah, such a exactly. it's just such a great amount of music that uh, that she was a part of, and such a great level of importance for uh, for women in music. But music, period. You know, mm-hmm. to to be a part of the Motown force, yeah, and have that be such an impact. Um, yeah, it's a great loss. Yeah. And I'm just so happy that they didn't stick with the primettes as their... Uh, <laughs> yeah, because it was the primes and the primettes, the, uh, the yeah. Supremes and the Temptations. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm so happy it turned into the Supremes because I'm yeah. not sure the Primettes, even if it still had the same three members, would have... Do you think? Like, I don't know if they would have... <laughs> well, no. I think it was wise that nope. they made a, a, yeah. a change and to the group because change. it. when you think in by today's standards, it would have been the Primes and then the Primettes sort of sounds like... Lesser than. Not, well, lesser than, but it's like 
Oh, there's the girl version. Yeah, well, that's it. Do well, you know? that's it. Yeah, and that's Supremes why... puts them right on top of everything. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's interesting is because I know that there's like a few like sports teams, uh, college sports teams, where they kind of follow that moniker, and I can't give you an an, an, an example at this point. But there's one uh, college team that I actually like how they um, switch things around. So for the, um, it's the Tennessee Volunteers. Mm-hmm. So. So, but the women's team is the Lady Vols. I think that's cool. Lady I like Vols, that. <laughs> that I'm down I with. I love it. Uh, yeah. And Pat Summit, who is an amazing coach for decades. Like, yeah. hats off to her. So I know we got to run, so I'm going to shut up. Thanks, Sharon. Bye, Adam. Hey, well. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Adam? We will never get that chance to tell her to shut up. So thanks, Kel. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great night, you guys. And uh, thanks for finding us wherever you do, whatever social media platform you'd like to comment on and share your top two of Weezer or your, you know, you don't like them that much. You could message Kelly directly. Uh, (laughs) And ultimately, thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.